So maybe I'm going to tell you things that you already know. Maybe I'll tell you things that hopefully I won't tell you things that are hard to understand. So, um, and, and I'd like to stop a couple times to make sure that you have chance to ask, have a chance to ask questions. So I'm going to pause, you know, like when I'm like a third through what I'm going to say and, and, and let you, if you want to, um, obviously you don't have to, and I, and I might not be able to answer them all. I won't be able to answer them all. So here's my, my screen. Let's see if I can do this correctly. Okay, so I work at NASA Goddard Space Flight Center, and here's a picture of me and where <clears> I work. <throat> um, it's in Greenbelt. It's not terribly far away from here. And, and I would like to sort of give you an orientation. So I'm going to talk about galaxies, but I, we need to understand, in order to talk about galaxies, we need to understand what is a galaxy and where they live? What are they? Where are they relative to us? So I'm going to talk. I'm going to start off by talking about sizes of things, because that's important to understand. You want you want to understand a galaxy near and far from NASA? That's me. Yep. I think someone kept their mic on by accident, so I'm just going to go ahead and mute you. I also muted you by accident, Dr. Coleman, so if you could unmute yourself, that would be great. Here we go. Okay, now I'm unmuted. Can you hear me? Yeah, we yeah. can hear you now. Sorry. No worries. So, so, so I want to talk about sizes of things, and first is the size of me, and I'm about, and I'm going to talk in terms of meters, so I hope we all understand what a meter is. Um, I don't want to talk in terms of feet and inches or miles. Anyway, a meter is is about how big I am in this picture, although I'm about twice that size in, in real life. Um, hang on. Here is how big the buildings where I work are, about a thousand meters. Okay, so so now let's go to something bigger. This is the Earth. The Earth, whoops, the Earth is about 10 million meters in size. And that, um, understand what I mean by that when I write them down, when I write these numbers on the left hand side, 10 with seven zeros after it. That's 10 million meters. And here's the sun. This is a billion meters in size. Okay, so we're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So there's the Earth, and then there's the Sun, and then there's the solar system, which is a hundred billion meters in size. So the solar system, um, in course, includes contains the Earth, which contains us. Now I'm getting, I am. For some reason, I am playing, this thing is playing automatically, and I don't know how to turn that off. Um, hang on a second.
So what's bigger than the solar system? Well, we live in a galaxy. And that galaxy is a whole lot bigger than the solar system. And the size of the galaxy is one, a one with 21 zeros after it, which we call 10 to the 21 meters in size. So that's way bigger than the solar system. There's lots of solar systems in the galaxy. And then in the galaxy, actually outside of our galaxy are other galaxies. And we live in what's called the local group of galaxies. So here is a picture of it. The nearest galaxy, big one is called the Andromeda galaxy, but there's a bunch of others nearby to our galaxy, which we call the Milky Way. And then outside of that is the rest of the universe. And that is 10 with 26 zeros after it, 10 to the 26 meters in size. And so that's, that's as big as we can go. That's the whole universe. And of course, these numbers aren't very accurate. These are approximate numbers just to help you understand that things get bigger and bigger and bigger. So what about our galaxy? Let's talk about galaxies. What is a galaxy? Clearly, a galaxy contains stars like our sun, and many of them presumably have planets around them and their solar systems of their own, maybe similar to our solar system. How many of them are there? Well, there's a whole lot. If you look at the, uh, the night sky on a dark night, you, can, you can't count them, right? There's more than you could count. You could count them in a little patch of the sky and then multiply by how big that patch is compared to the rest of the, the sky, and you would come up with a big number, but maybe you wouldn't be getting all of them because there might be some that are too faint. So we know, or we think we know, that the number of stars in our galaxy is about 100 billion. That's a one with 11 zeros after it. And it's pretty interesting because there's so many that in places in the sky, the light from the sky looks really, really smooth. What's the password? Even though it's made up of individual stars. There's so many stars that they add together and make a smooth looking thing. And so in this picture that I'm showing now, you can see what we, what if, you're, if you go out at night, you call it the Milky Way, but it is really a part of the galaxy that we live in. And it looks like in some sort of like smooth, fuzzy stuff, but it's actually many, many, many stars all added together. And here's a, this picture is from, a, you know, a beautiful dark place where you can see these stars very well. Unfortunately, around here, it's not quite dark enough to really see them fantastically well, but if you go to a dark place, you can see them. So, here's another, another view of our galaxy. And this is a, this is a view that's taken from where we live, looking in all directions in the sky. And it's a little bit hard to interpret this, this by looking at it, but, but basically the point is that if you, it's like a, a globe, if we were on the inside of a globe looking out and you would see, you would look out and you would see all the stars in the galaxy in all different directions, 
the same way you would if you were inside of a globe looking at the surface of the globe from, in, from the middle. Anyway, what you can see from this picture is that the stars are kind of in a, in a, a flattened place in the middle and up above and down below, there aren't so many stars. There are very few stars in this picture. So that, that tells us that our galaxy isn't round. It isn't a ball. It's really more like a disc. And the, and the other thing that's interesting about this picture is that it's not really smooth. There's all these black, dark blotches in the galaxy. And if you go back to this other picture and look at, look at what, the way it looks from the ground, you can see a lot of black, dark blotches too. So what is that? Is that just places where the stars aren't? And the answer is it's really not, it's something else. It's called dust. And dust is just like the dust that you find in your vacuum cleaner bag. It's, it's little bits of solid stuff that is kind of cold and it absorbs light very, very well. And, it, and it's in our galaxy, but most of it is in the, the plane of our galaxy, sort of in the, this, this flat, smooth area that we're in the, but not very much of it far and uh, above and below the plane of the galaxy. So that's kind of interesting. And if you look at the galaxy in infrared light, and that's what this picture is, you can see right through the dust. The dust doesn't absorb the light in infrared. So if you ever want to look inside your vacuum cleaner bag, use infrared light. Anyway, the dust can only exist in places where it's very cold and it, it absorbs light very, very well. So what else do we have in our galaxy? Well, here's a picture of our galaxy, the same business, the same perspective. If you were at the center of a globe looking out, this is what you would see. And this looks extremely different. This is a picture taken with x-rays. And x-rays can tell you where there is hot, hot gas. So we know that gas is, is everywhere. Gas is what we breathe on Earth. Gas is, is an important phase of matter. But it turns out there's a lot of gas in space. Not enough for us to breathe it, but enough for us to see it and enough to see it in, in when you look with an X-ray telescope. And what this shows you, this picture, is that when you, here again, you can see this, this flat place where the, most of the stars live in the middle along the equator of this picture. And, and it turns out their X-rays are actually sort of dim in that, that part of the sky, but above and below where it's red, and where it's green, there's lots of X-rays. So the X-rays are kind of above and below the disk of the galaxy, but not really in the disk. So that's where this hot gas is, um, kind of separate from where the dust is. And the dust is actually very good at absorbing X-rays. Turns out that you can see gas in lots of other ways. When we look closer at nearby objects, you can see lots of gas. And, and here's a picture of the 
nebula in the Orion constellation where there is where there are some very big stars which are being formed and there's a lot of gas there and we think that the, that gas is being used to make new stars in that in that in that nebula in the sky and i think you probably have all seen the hubble space telescope picture the pillars of creation and that's another place where there's a lot of gas and new stars are being made you also see gas in places where stars are dying. These are stars that have blown up as supernovas. And, and these, these, these shells, these circles in, that, I'm, that are in these pictures are the, the gas that's expanding out after the star has exploded at the end of its life. So this gas is being expelled from the star or, or left over after the star has exploded. So that's um, that is the the um, let's see yeah that's about the first little bit of my talk so I'm wondering if if I could answer a couple of questions I don't want to take too much time because then I won't get very much further but but um, I'd be happy to answer questions or let you tell me things that maybe I've gotten wrong about what's what's about galaxies. Sarah, can you can you somehow choose who's going to speak or or do people raise their hands? Is there a way to do that? So either they can like type in the chat or usually people just like unmute and like speak themselves. It's either either way would be fine for me uh, as long as it's as long yeah, as so um, you guys feel comfortable unmuting, you can go ahead and do that. If not, you can just type in the chat. Where does all those colors come from? That's a great question. The, the colors in these pictures are fake. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I have to confess that, that these pictures are all taken with x-rays. And, and so the color corresponds to the temperature of the gas. And so the, the, um, the red is hotter and the blue, sorry, I'm wrong. The, the blue is hotter and the red is cooler in, in, in most of these pictures. So that if you looked at them with your eye, you might not be able to see the colors the way these pictures have represented it. But, they're, but these are spectacular things, these supernova, the remnants from supernovas. So, are there other questions? I'm seeing chat things, but they appear and then they disappear. How long have you been a scientist, Sahi asks. I've been a scientist uh, about 30 years, because I'm a little bit old. I, I became a scientist when I was, when I was in my 20s. Um, but science is getting really exciting, more and more exciting. The more I do it, the, I mean, as time goes on, and I hope I'll be able to tell you this, that, that, that we're doing better and better things. So, so I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I wish that I were younger now because the excitement is happening now. Are there any other metals people have found in space? Or is it just like iron and gold? 
all, well, not all, but almost all elements have been found in space, as far as I know. Many, uh, many elements. Certainly all the elements up to, up to uh, uranium have been found in space. So not in very big quantities, the quantities are tiny and it's difficult for many of them, but they're all, they're all up there. Do they have any like unique elements that aren't on Earth and what are those reactions? Do they have any reactions? Mm, well, no, the elements that we see in, this, in space all are correspond to things we've seen on Earth, except I'm gonna tell you next or almost next about what we, things that we don't know that we can't find here on Earth that we think we see in space. So maybe now I should go on because, because time is, is going by, okay? So, so this is about the gas. What else is there in, in galaxies? Okay, so here is a movie. And what this movie is, it shows the stars at the center of our galaxy by these little dots, these little colored dots. And somebody has thoughtfully drawn lines which are the trails that the stars make, but the trails are, are fake. The trails are, are um, just coming from the computer, but the dots are real. And they, so they, they basically have observed these stars moving around over the course of about 20 years. And what they do, the stars do, is they, they orbit, right? And you can see them moving and you can see them orbiting and there seems to be something that they're going around and around. Like if you look at this yellow one, this yellow ellipse in the middle here, it keeps going around and around. And when it gets close to that little star, it goes faster and then sometimes it goes slower. But that little star isn't a star. There's nothing there that we can see. And what we think that is, is a black hole. So we think that our galaxy has a black hole in the center and the black hole is about as big as a million suns, a million times as big as our sun in terms of its mass. So that's pretty amazing. And it's dark, it's black. <laughs> it doesn't make any light because we can't see it in this picture. All we see are the stars going around it. They're orbiting around this big thing but the big thing is pretty dim. So anyway, that's another ingredient of galaxies. We think that every galaxy has a big black hole at the center. I just saw a, a good question appear on the chat, so I'm gonna answer it, which is, is our sun orbiting it also? And the answer is yes, but we're very far away from it. We're, we're so far away from it that it will take billions of years for our sun to go around it. So our sun is orbiting, but very slowly. Anyway, black hole, that's another ingredient of galaxies. And some galaxies, the black hole is actually very bright. So here's a picture of two galaxies, which are very similar in most ways, but one of them has a very bright black hole at the center and the other one doesn't. So the, with, the black, with the bright black hole, we call them active galaxies and they're very exciting, fun to study. I work on that. What else do we have in galaxies? Well, what holds the galaxy together? Gravity. 
right? Gravity holds, gravity is the thing that attracts everything to everything else. Without gravity, nothing, the, the solar system would fall apart, the galaxy would fall apart. Um, so gravity is the thing that holds it together. But if gravity holds it together, what keeps it from collapsing all the way down into a big ball of, of gas and stars? And the answer to that is rotation. So if you've ever been on a, every time you go around the corner in your car or you go on an amusement park ride, you feel the effects of rotation. Rotation makes you want to fly outwards if you're going around in a circle. So that, so, so galaxies depend on the balance between gravity holding it together and rotation making it want to fly apart. That, and it's, it's very similar to what makes the solar system, um, what keeps the planets in their, in their places in the solar system. Same thing. But what makes the patterns that we see? We see all these, these things that look like spiders, spirals, and things like that. You know, why are they not, why don't we just see a big rigid ball of, of stars? And, and that's a complicated question. I'm not, I can't, that's a question that, that many people are still trying to answer. But the short answer is that they are waves that are excited that, that happen in the surface of the galaxy. And now let me just tell you another thing, which is a little bit complicated, which is that if gravity holds the galaxy together, then you can, you can try and figure out if, if whether all the stars added together and all the gas add up to make enough gravity to hold the galaxy together. It's just a, it's just an arithmetic problem, if you know how strong gravity is. And when people do do this, it turns out that there's not enough mass, there's not enough stuff in the galaxy to hold it together. It should fall fall apart, but it doesn't. We know that galaxies don't fall apart, not very quickly at least. And so this leads to a a suggestion, which everybody now seems to believe, that there is some mysterious dark matter out there which holds galaxies together. But it's extremely difficult to study because it does not make any light. So that's another ingredient of galaxies. So here's our list of what is in a galaxy. And here are some pictures of galaxies. And you can see here's a, this is a spiral galaxy with a bar very pretty galaxy. Here's what a galaxy sort of like our own, a disk galaxy would look like if you saw it from edge on instead of seeing it face on. So this galaxy is you're looking at it face on again. So the galaxies are sort of flat. And if you look at them face on, then you see the pretty pattern. If you look at them edge on, you see something that kind of blocks your view. That's all that dust that I was telling you about. And look in this picture, I just showed you this picture before, but, but now I'm gonna point you to these two blobs in the upper left-hand side. Those are actually galaxies. They're the closest galaxies to our galaxy and they are just blobby looking things. They don't have beautiful structure like we've come to expect from, from a lot of galaxies. 
And here's a galaxy which probably looks a lot like our galaxy. And here's a galaxy, this is called a, an elliptical galaxy where there's very little gas and the stars are just in a big blob. Here's a galaxy which has really weird shape and structure. And, and people think that maybe this galaxy is, a, is two galaxies colliding with each other. And so you've got one galaxy inside of another. So, so I guess, and here again is our local group of galaxies that I showed you before. And you can see, whoops, sorry. You can see that there are lots of little galaxies all around our galaxy. They're called dwarf galaxies. How can there be so many little galaxies and then so many big galaxies? What, dif what, what makes some galaxies big and some galaxies not so big? And here's a famous picture taken with the Hubble Space Telescope, the Hubble Deep Field, which are among the, the furthest away that anybody has looked with a telescope so far. And you can see there's many different kinds of galaxies. So now maybe I should take some more questions because I've come to, actually we're almost at our half an hour. Sarah, what happens? Are we, do we have to end? I have a question. Sure. Why are the why are most of the galaxies disc shaped and not just a blob of stars? That's an excellent question. And I think that that First of all, I don't think it's most. I think it's about it's about half and half even though the the pretty pictures that everybody looks at are disc-shaped galaxies, but it turns out that there are many galaxies which are elliptical. It, it, one idea is that the disc-shaped galaxies, the elliptical galaxies are actually old disc-shaped galaxies. The, di the elliptical galaxies started out like disc-shaped galaxies, but then they lost all their gas. And that's, that could be from a variety of different things that would cause that and they turn into elliptical galaxies. So that's one idea. Maybe it was the black hole at the center that did it. The black hole actually could create a big change in a galaxy. Surprising. How can no dust, I mean, how, how can no light ever escape from a black hole? It's, it's remarkable. I mean, when you think about what could be going on inside a black hole, it just, it boggles the mind because light can't escape. So everything will go in there and it will get extremely dense, much denser than anything we could imagine making on earth. It all gets packed in there. I don't know. That's, that's, that's a very deep question and I don't have an answer for it. Um, I have a follow up question. Yeah. Um, how did they turn how did some of the galaxies turn out disc shaped in the first place well maybe they all started disc shaped and then only the only the ones that that evolved quickly turned into turned into ellipticals or maybe the ellipticals that we see now are all older and the the ones that we see now that look like discs are all younger 
right? Well, I mean, why did they form into a disk? Why did they form into a disk? Well, that's because of rotation. So if you imagine, um, a, take a, a, a bunch of gas and it's spinning, it wants to, it only, the, the rotational force, the centrifugal force only supports it in the, in one way, in one direction, in the, in the up and down direction, it could still collapse, right? Because this rotation only works in, in the side to side way, let's say. So, so if it were cold enough, that would collapse in the vertical direction, but still be big in the horizontal direction. Okay, we are, we are running low on time. I think I don't really wanna go way over time. So I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna start talking again a little bit. And I'm gonna just tell you about how people wanna study galaxies in the future. And this is the James Webb Space Telescope. James Webb Space Telescope is, going, is the next exciting thing that, that's gonna happen um, in astronomy. It's gonna be launched in the fall of this year, and it's gonna be three times bigger than the Hubble Space Telescope. It's really amazing. And it's gonna go way out, it's gonna live way out beyond the moon because it's very cold out there and the James Webb Space Telescope needs to be very cold because it looks with infrared light. So this is the James Webb Space Telescope being built. Here's what it's gonna look like as it's being launched. And here's what it's gonna look like when it's all up in space and um, being used. So I think that's pretty much the end of what I had to say, what I prepared to say. So I'd be happy to answer more questions or if the time is up and it's time for everybody to go away, then we can do that too. How long will it time for people to ask questions? I'm sorry, I'm getting confusing questions. So how long will it take the sun to explode? And how long will it, how long will it take for it to affect us? It's going to take it another several billion years, maybe five billion years with a B. So that will be far in the future. We don't really know what our what our civilization will be like when that happens. And when it explodes, I mean, it's going to be an explosion. It won't actually explode. It's going to it's going to collapse in a kind of a quiet way. Um, but it, before it collapses, it's going to grow big. It's going to puff up. And that will be bad for the Earth when that happens. It, not as bad as an explosion, but bad enough. Uh, I have a question. Yes. Is the sun big enough to cause a supernova? No. No. Good question. But it's not. The sun would be about eight times bigger for it to be a supernova. I have a question. Yeah. Um, uh, how, how far away are we from the black hole? From the center of the galaxy, we are about a, a one with 22 zeros after it, 10 to the 22nd meters. I'm sorry, that's not right. 10 to the 20th meters away from the center of the galaxy very far far enough that that um 
that it's that it's the center of our galaxy is hard to see with a telescope. Is there unfrozen water in space not on planets, comets, or moons? That's an interesting question. It the I think the answer is no. I think that the water, well, water could be unfrozen, it could be a gas. And that's probably quite common to find water that's a gas in space. In fact, it's observed from all kinds of, of gas clouds in space, like the one I showed in Orion. They, they observe water. But liquid water, no, because it's too, the, 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 there's, the vacuum, there's not enough water out there to make it into a liquid form, except on planets, maybe. So I have two questions. Mm -hmm. Is it possible for anything to escape a black hole? No. Well, yeah, almost no. It turns out that 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 very small black holes, certain kinds of particles can probably escape from them. And, and this is a, a, a sort of a tricky thing, but it's very unusual. It's not the black holes that we know about that we see in, or that we think we know about in space are not those kind of black holes. So, so for those guys, no. Um. Is it a coincidence that all the planets far away from the sun are big and blue? A coincidence that they're blue? I'm sorry. Yeah. They're not blue. Maybe they're blue in somebody's pictures of them, but I don't, they're not blue. They're cold. The further away you get from the sun, the colder they get. So, so they, they're... Are you referring to this picture? Blue? In this picture, there are no, the planets are, the sun is there, and there are some planets in that picture, but the blue things are stars. Now, I guess uh, since you just said like x ray, I guess it's just colder. Uh, another, I have another question. Sure. So how do the how do the how does this gas clump up to for to uh, in these in the galaxies? Like, so how does the gas get into the galaxies for there to uh, you know for there to be gas there? Well, how do the stars get into the galaxies? Stars are formed from gas, right? So when the stars oh. form, there had to be a lot of gas. And so the gas that's in between the stars now maybe is just left over. But plus, we know that supernovas make a lot of gas. Supernova basically takes most of the star and turns it into gas. So that's another way to make the gas. But, but we also know that some galaxies don't have much gas, like the elliptical galaxies. So, so how did they lose it? We don't know. That's a hard one. I'm worried that, that there are people who are typing in the chat and I can't see the question because they seem to come and go really fast. Can I, how do I, can I uh, change my view here so I can see the chat better? 
you stop sharing, you can open the chat. Perfect. Thank you for telling me that. Okay. Yeah, good. I'm sorry. I've been missing all these questions from in the chat. I don't want to, I don't want to leave anybody out. Yeah. So that's the question. Is it a coincidence that all the planets far away from the sun are big and blue? I think it's, it's because they're cold. And so when people make pictures of them, they look blue. Um, and then there was a question, how are black holes made? Well, that's a good question. Black holes are made from supernovas, but only some, only the supernovas from really, really, really big stars. So more than 10 times as massive as the sun, probably 20, 20 or 30 times as massive as the sun to make a, to make a black hole. And um, let's see, is it, is a black hole a physical thing? A black hole is definitely a physical thing. It's, but it's a very mysterious physical thing. So, um, I am kind of running out of questions. Anybody oh, else? I have a question. I have a question. Sure. So, how, so black holes, can they, is there a limit to how much they can there's that they can keep inside of them? Mm -mm. Okay. No limit. <laughs> that's the that's the crazy thing about black holes. They could grow, take they could swallow the whole universe in principle, but I think they're not gonna have that's not gonna happen because you'd have to get all that stuff pretty close in order for it to fall in. So that's not gonna happen. That's a great question, though. Somebody else asked, how many black holes are there? And um, there are millions, many. In okay. our galaxy, we think there are millions of black holes, but there's one big one at the center. Okay, everybody, I think we've come to pretty much used up all the time that I was supposed to take, so I'm going to have to say is goodbye. There, is there a limit to space? No. No limit. Space goes on forever. That's the short answer to that question. Anyway, thank you all for, for listening to me. You can, I'm going to type my email address here in the chat. And if you really want to ask me some more questions, you are very welcome to do that. You can write to me and, um, and I will do my best to answer as long as there aren't too many questions, but I doubt it. So here's my email address. Um, I don't know how long it will stay up there when we all disconnect, but um, you, you're, you're more than welcome to write to me. Yeah, I'll give you guys a minute to write it down because once the meeting is closed, it's going to be gone. So if you guys do want to write it down, ask him a question, I'll give you guys like two minutes to just quickly write it down if you want. I really enjoyed speaking to you guys. You have great questions. I hope you can keep being excited about science. I wish we were all sitting together in a big room instead of having to do this with, with the computer, but maybe someday. Yeah, hopefully soon. <laughs> yeah, hopefully soon. 
I'm a little tired of sitting in front of my computer. Same, it's tiring all day. No kidding. Is it but spring then, break or is that coming up? It's coming up. It's I think it's different for every school, but mine is coming up in two weeks. Okay. For me, it's next week. Ooh, that's exciting. Same. Well, I wouldn't want to interrupt your spring break to talk about space, but. <laughs> we all enjoyed learning about space. Don't worry. We're very excited. And the presentation was amazing. Thank you very so, much. Yeah, thank you so much for presenting to us. So everyone has a good afternoon and I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Yeah, Bye. Thank you. Thank you.